Norris removed a pen and notebook from his jacket pocket as he approached, studying the two people. An elderly white woman, with an olive-skinned boy of about ten years old, sat on the lawn across from the one-story brick home where criminal investigators now worked. Both the woman and boy were crying, the woman's arms around the boy. Another woman was in the process of applying a cold rag to the elderly woman's forehead as she whispered soothing words. Norris, a thirty-year veteran of the Memphis Police Department, had been appointed supervisor of this crime scene. He recognized plenty of faces. He saw the Shelby County Medical Examiner, Dr. O.C. Smith, and they nodded at one another. Yellow crime scene tape was now lifted around the perimeter of the brick home, fluttering in the wind, as officers moved slowly and deliberately. Neighbors were stepping out of their homes into the evening air, gathering in small groups, with their arms folded, shifting side to side, as people often do when debating the arrival of so many police cars in so little time. Now Lieutenant Norris walked across the street to the quaking woman and young boy, smiled softly in an attempt to put them at ease, and introduced himself. He tried to speak to the little boy, but the boy was so traumatized he could not remember his name, where he lived, nor his phone number. The woman managed to say, I'm Ernestine Marsh, and this, she hugged the boy tightly, is my grandson, Jordan. You're the one who called the police? Yes, I used the neighbor's phone to dial 911. Norris nodded, writing in his notepad. What's your address? Ernestine gazed off towards the crime scene, lips quivering, her eyes fixated on the house. Ma'am? Norris asked again. What's your address? Ernestine swayed, caught herself, and looked at her shoes. I... I don't remember. What's your phone number? She ran her hand slowly through her hair. Ah. Uh. Norris recognized shock and knew it was normal in these circumstances, so he gave her a few minutes before gently asking. What happened? We haven't heard from Jordan's father in a while, so we came by to check, and Jordan wanted to get his chicken. Chicken? He has a pet chicken in the backyard. The woman wiped away tears with a trembling hand. And we went to the backyard and looked in the... She took a deep breath. We saw someone in there. Across the road, crime scene investigators set the scene for their work opening kits and removing evidence bags. "'Who lives there?' Norris asked gently. "'Jordan's father, my ex-son-in-law, Ijaz Ahmad,' the woman continued, wiping her non-stop tears. "'And his wife, Leah.' Lieutenant Norris conferred with Memphis police officers Little John and Leek, who confirmed they had arrived to the call on Sea Isle Road at 5.50 p.m. and met with Mrs. Marsh. Tearfully, she had told them how she had discovered a dead body in the shed. Mrs. Marsh, whose colorful history includes processing crime scenes as a former police officer, was now listed as a complainant. On May 2nd, their report would include the following information. Victim number one. Name. Ahmad Ijaz. Negligent manslaughter slash homicide aggravated assault circumstance. 
Lovers Quarrel Victim Relationship to Suspect Offender 1 Boyfriend or Girlfriend Now at least twelve officers were assigned to secure the crime scene, keep the curious at bay, and ensure the home was undisturbed for the team to gather evidence. Norris ducked under the crime scene tape to make his way to the backyard. Someone pointed out a square metal shed, missing its sliding door, where it sat on a flat square concrete pad. It was the inexpensive type, the kind used to store lawn equipment. Norris nodded. His cop's nose told him what was in there before he even approached. There was something on the ground that looked like latex gloves, located just outside of the shed's door. Upon closer inspection, Norris saw it was actually pieces of skin from human hands.